a believer in Christ Jesus. You are a child of the word. You were born again by the ever-abiding living word of God. You grow by the word and the trajectory of your life is shaped by the word. So the one who is beloved of God is what? So are you beloved of God? Are you a saint? Do people qualify to be saints? No. Is there any qualification to become a saint? Well, if there is any qualification, it is believing Jesus. So, the day you believed in Jesus, that is, you became a Christian, that very day you have become a saint. And as you listen to this insightful teaching through our pastor, Pastor Dayo Olushoga, lead pastor, Earth Church International, may the eyes of your heart be enlightened.
knowledge in the name of Jesus we give you praise to thy father thank you because the word is expressing all 
there's utterance, there's a free flow of the word. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise tonight. We give you praise tonight. Oh, we celebrate the work that you are working in our day and in our time. We are not oblivious of what you are doing. We are not ignorant of it. We know that the enemy, the adversary, is up and about, causing uproar everywhere. But we are equally not ignorant of what you, our Father, is doing. We thank you because in this day and time, you have set it to be time for the emergence of the victorious and glorious church. We know that we are triumphant. We are not ignorant of it. We know that we are triumphant. We know that we are more than conquerors. We are aware of this truth. This truth is clear and is deep in our heart. <laughs> we thank you, precious Father. We thank you for the emergence of your church at such times as this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you because there shall be pronouncement. <laughs> pronouncement of irrefutable and incontrovertible victory from your church resounding all over the world. We know that we, your people, are more than conquerors. We are victorious. We are bringing the kingdom of this world to his knee before our glorious God. We are bringing the kingdom of this world to his knees. We are causing it to bow before our saving God. And this is what you have ordained for such times as this. So we are not ignorant of what you are doing, our great Father. We are not panicking at all. But as your people, who are aware of the work that you are working in our days, we thank you, Father. We have heard the testimonies of what you have done in the days past. And we are aware that you are the same God today that is still working in our time. So we celebrate you, Father. We celebrate you for the victory in advance. We celebrate you for the victory in advance. Knowing fully well that you are up to something. Doesn't matter what the adversary is creating uproar about. You are great Father. You are up to something. And we, your people, are not ignorant of it. <laughs> we give you praise, great Father. We stand in awe of you tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you may, you may have your seat somewhere. You're welcome to church once again. Hallelujah. You're welcome to church. It's virtual church. For those that are joining online, you're welcome to church. We're happy to you know, have you tuned in. Hallelujah. You know, considering the news that is flying around about the incidents, you know, in various uh, cities, Lagos, um, and some other cities, including Abelkuta. And, you know, just looking at what might likely happen, you know, we decided that it would be good to just 
put a hold on physical meeting at least today till we know what um, the situation is going to look like you know ahead of Sunday hallelujah so we decided to just hold the midweek service online today hallelujah oh father thank you father thank you you know almost in the same pattern that I always like to uh, maybe follow once in a while I like to remind us why we do what we do so again why do we why do we in the first place why are we Christians Again, why do we do church? Why do we gather? Hallelujah. Why are we Christians? Why do we do church? Hallelujah. Why are we believers? verse 15 says but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear it says sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready hallelujah to um, ready always to give an answer hallelujah to give an answer, apologia. That's the word here. Apologia. Hallelujah. To every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you. So the Bible admonishes us to always be readily prepared to defend our faith. That's the meaning of the word apologia. Apologia means a defense. A clearing of self. Glory to God. So, in the light of that, you know, it will be good to consider why am I a Christian? Or for what reason did I become a believer? What was I told? Hallelujah. That why do I do church? Why do we come together? You know, for what reason? Sometimes I just I just ask myself this question, why are we gathering again? Amen. Why are we gathering again? Okay. It's. Well, the reason is not far fetched. It will definitely be attached to why we are Christians. Hallelujah. You know, having been born again, the Bible says that um, in 1 Timothy 2, let's go there. 1 Timothy 2. Timothy 2 from verse 3 down to verse 4. 
for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Verse 4. Who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. Well, familiar with the verse 1 and verse 2. I exhort therefore that first of all prayer, supplication, giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in position of authority, that we may lead a peaceable life in all godliness. It now says in verse 3, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. We will have all men to be saved first, then next, it says, and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. So it is the will of God for people to be saved, and then by extension, it is also His will for men to come into the knowledge of the truth that is in Christ Jesus. So, first, they will be born again. Secondly, they will grow in knowledge. So it is the will of God for us to grow. So, when we gather, it is an opportunity for that purpose that is in the mind of God to be fulfilled. Hallelujah. It is another opportunity for God and that purpose that he had proposed about us, which is that we are further strengthened in our knowledge of Christ. So this is one of those opportunities again for God to be able to fulfill that purpose that is in his mind towards us. Hallelujah. So, um, this is not business as usual. This is not, um, it is not a routine. It is not that we don't have any other thing to do. And so that's why we are gathered. Hallelujah. It's not a routine. It is, it is an opportunity that God you know, has put together so that he, he can fulfill what he had proposed. And you know, apart from us answering this question so that we know, you know, there are times when your convictions will be tried. Glory to God. Times of trials, hardship and persecution, there are those moments when convictions will be tried. So, by extension, we are saying that when things get more serious, not only in Nigeria, I mean all over the world, that is to say, when you will actually have legitimate reasons to not come to church, amen, and there will be nobody to supervise you, question is, would you still take church or spiritual things, would you just take it seriously? Hallelujah. Would you still take it? Because it is in that point when there is no compelling force as a way that's making you do it. It's at that point that we know what your conviction from the beginning is. That's when we will know whether you are doing it as enjoying or it is deeply rooted in your heart. I mean, I'm God's own. Hallelujah. You know, it's very easy to be carried away. It's very, very easy. It's very, very easy. So listen, I came here today not because I am Pastor Dyer, who always takes pleasure in standing before people and teaching them. No. 
but I'm here because sometimes I do enjoy it. That's the that's the um, irony of it all. But it's both it's it's um, what do they call mixed feeling? Um, um, what's that word? Um? No, 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 that's not it's a dilemma. But then it's nostalgia. It's nostalgic. To both realize that you enjoy it and sometimes you you wonder why you know, you wonder why you can't be the one sitting down. So that, I mean, it's more easy. You understand? It's less stressful. Hallelujah. But you know, you have to accept when you realize that, no, this is my destiny in God. Hallelujah. Have you accepted that growing spirituality is your destiny in God? When you mention destiny, what comes to your mind? Have you accepted that it is my destiny to reveal God to my world? And I hope you know that it's your destiny. That's what brought that song. You mean more than this world to me. You see, you have more to show your world than silver and gold. You have more. It is your destiny to reveal God to your world. It's your destiny. And it's all, it's, it's nostalgic. It's, it's, it comes with mixed feeling. You sweet and almost sour. Like, ah, man, it's painful though, to be that guy revealing God. But is he calling sweet? Because it's painful because there are demands for it. But at the same time, it's sweet. It's your destiny. Hallelujah. And these things are very vital because there is a way we forget. There is a subtle way that these things slip off our mind. Hallelujah. So today we're just um, going to continue on... um, I remember that on Sunday we we began looking at how to prepare for new seasons and I mentioned two major points on how we prepare for new seasons. The first one is that we prepare prof- well together we prepare prophetically. You understand through the instrumentality of praying and fasting. And the first one is that we control the things that we know we can control. Hallelujah. That is, we superimpose the will of God over the things that from the world we already know to be the will of God. Hallelujah. We superimpose the will of God over those things. And then the second one is that um, we prepare by waiting, by placing our ears, you understand, to hear what God has to say. Glory to God. That is, we prepare by waiting. We we, we prepare by seeking God. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, 
it is because of that that I'm doing this, like sequel to that second point. Because someone might be like, yeah, good, pastor, you said uh, we can wait and hear God, but then how do I hear God? Hallelujah. Like, how do I hear God? Or something like, I stopped hearing God. I began to have difficulty hearing from God. Or God is not speaking to me. God has not been talking to me. So, how do I handle that? Hallelujah. So, that's what earboard is all about. Earboard is about learning how to hear from God. Earboard is a listening device. Is that so? Uh-huh. So, that's what it's all about. How to. Glory to God. How to. That means this will involve a lot of practical, you know, uh, practical steps, things like that, you know, that aid our hearing God. Glory to God. Yes, yeah, so just go to John chapter 10. Are you in verse 1 of John 10? Are you in verse 1 of John 10? Are you there? Okay, very, very nice. To you, either enter it not at the door into the sheepfold, but climb it up some other way. The same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of a sheep. To him the potter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he put forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Hallelujah. You know, that's Jesus talking in John chapter 10 and calling himself as, you know, the shepherd over his own sheep. So, he said that a good shepherd will lead his sheep and they will follow him because they know his voice. Hallelujah. Then, furthermore, he said, the voice of strangers, or they will not follow a stranger because they don't know the voice of strangers. So that means one thing. Jesus establishes one thing. By default, every believer should hear God. Hallelujah. Actually, this is it. It wouldn't have been necessary to teach on how believers can hear God. Amen. Because by default, every one of them ought to hear. I will follow him. Why is that?
first God's word. Jesus affirmatively said the sheep know his voice. So by reason of that statement from the lips of Jesus, it is an affirmation as believers we hear. That means our response to God's word ought to be by faith, not by feeling. Faith is affirming that what God has said is true. Not minding how I feel. Oftentimes we recite this thing in church, but many times we don't even know what we are saying. What we are saying said, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. But usually we are thinking in terms of God said it, I believe it, that settles it, I'll get a job. God said it, I believe it, that settles it, I'll get the next meal. Which is true. But you should not apply that God's word is true in some aspect and claim that in the next aspect is not true. So if God says or God's word says by stripes you were healed and usually we take that and we say yes by stripes I've been healed. You know by stripes my sins were forgiven my sicknesses have been taken away. If you can lay hold on that now God's word is saying that my sheep hear my voice. Then put your feeling aside. It's a sovereign declaration of the Almighty. My sheep hear my voice. So in that case, that would mean one thing. Jesus is always speaking. God is always speaking. Glory to God. I'm following it has been established that as from the mouth of Jesus he said my sheep hear my voice that means I'm constantly oh glory to God that means as believers our life hmm, this is it you are constantly being led I will explain don't worry you are constantly being led you are constantly Jesus is constantly talking to you don't confuse God talking to you hearing. The same way that there are radio frequencies in this room right now. Hallelujah. But are we hearing any radio station right now? Huh? But are radio stations broadcasting? Are there radio waves eating in, into this room? But we're not hearing. Why are we not hearing? Then they are not broadcasting. Is that so? Same way God can be speaking, but you are not hearing. So don't mistake that you are not hearing for he's not speaking. Hallelujah. There are TV channels that are broadcasting right now. Have we seen any of them? Why are they not jamming your phone? Hallelujah. Why are they broadcasting? Yes, they are. Why are you receiving it? So that means God is speaking. He is always in the talking mode. Hallelujah. 
He is constantly in the talking mode. Now, if that is a sovereign declaration of the Almighty, that God is always in the talking mode, and that his sheep ought to constantly hear him, then, like I said on Saturday, I'm the one who is supposed to be introspective. What is my introspection going to do? Should I retune my frequency? Hallelujah. So I should be... I should stop dragging it with God that God talked to me. Because he is always in the talking mode. So where then is the issue? Then I should check. Is my earpiece good? Are the airport properly connected? Hallelujah. Is my frequency in the right channel? Hallelujah. And that is where I'm supposed to check. Hallelujah. Those are the things I'm supposed to check. Because from God's word, don't forget, he has affirmed, or it has been affirmed, that he will lead his sheep. Hallelujah. And that means he will constantly talk to his sheep. So, I am a believer. I am his sheep. Is that true? Then, it is not even my responsibility to lead myself. It is his responsibility to lead me. Hallelujah. It is his commitment to me to talk to me. Hallelujah. It is his commitment to me. I'm following. It is his commitment as my shepherd. You know when you buy phones and you buy devices, it comes with warranty. One of the warranty on this salvation package is that the, the, the Savior is committed to leading his own. Are you getting it? It is his responsibility. Look at Psalm 32 and verse 8. Hallelujah. Are you in Psalm 32 and verse 8? Are you there? Look at what it says. I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you will go. I will guide you with my own heart. Notice that the the emphatic stress is on I. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you will go. I will guide you with my heart. So, he has a commitment. And what is that his commitment? His commitment is to lead in you. That means you shouldn't even beg for leading. That means you don't even beg for God to talk to you. It is his commitment. 
Hallelujah. He also made a commitment. He said, I will guide you with my eyes. Hallelujah. Now, I will guide you with my eyes. Like, is that what he said? How does God lead? How does God guide? He leads and guides by his spirit. He leads and guide by his spirit. Amen. Um, I'm coming. That should be in Proverbs. Hallelujah. Turn the Bible to the book of Proverbs. Are you there? Okay, Proverbs 20 and verse 27. Before you Proverbs, before you go to Proverbs um, 20, 27, go to Psalm 18 and verse 28. I want to show you something. Psalm 18, 28. Hallelujah. Are you there? Look at what he says. He said, For thou will light my candle. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. Thou will... He didn't say, I will light my candle. Thou, Lord, will light my candle. And what does that mean? Thou, Lord, will enlighten my darkness. You will illuminate my darkness. Hallelujah. Now, what is a candle used for? To see. It's for illumination. And it's equally a tool that can be used as a torch. Right? Which means it will serve the purpose of guidance. Now, now go to Psalm, I mean Proverbs 20 and verse 27. Are you in Proverbs 20 27? What do you see? The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. The spirit of man is the candle, is the light with which God will illuminate him. Hallelujah. Is the place from which God will illuminate him. Now look at me. He said, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Lighten all the inward part, lighten all the dark places. So when Psalm 18, 28 says, The Lord God will light my candle. Oh Lord God, you will light my darkness. How will he do it? In my spirit. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord with which he will illuminate all the dark places. Don't forget, he says spirit, he didn't say mind. He didn't say brain. 
Now this is the trick and this is the point we're going to. There's something about your spirit. It is certain. Now, get it clear. It is certain. What do I mean by it is certain? It means it is certain you have a spirit. Hallelujah. It is definite that you have a spirit. Is that true? That means as long as I have a spirit. Are you following me? And the spirit of God dwells in me. God's word cannot be broken. It will always illuminate my spirit. Even when my mind can't feel it. So I'm being led. I'm being spoken to. Even at that moment when I can't feel it. Why? In my spirit. Not in my mind. Not in my brain. So that I don't know does not mean I'm not being led. That I don't feel it doesn't mean I'm not being spoken to. So the game then becomes how do I pull out what is in my spirit so I can know. Then that's another different thing entirely. Because the rule is that God will lead by his spirit. Hallelujah. He will illuminate by his spirit. And anyone that has that spirit, do you understand? By default, has a right to be illuminated. Because that spirit has one function. It illuminates. Do you understand? So it's as good as every believer ought to hear, ought to know, ought to be led. I'm following. Every believer ought to know, ought to hear, ought to be led. Now this is again one place where the boat rocks. That means since I know that God will illuminate by spirit, I know that I have that spirit of God and I know that one of the things that that spirit ought to do is to illuminate. Hallelujah. It means the same way I demand for my every other right. And you begin to see now. It's the same way that I demand for leading. That is... This is the game. I, I demand that my mind submit. Hallelujah. I demand that ignorance submit to illumination. Because I have a right to do. I have a right to hear. So I compel the ignorance that is in my mind to submit to the illumination that is my spirit. Are you following me? I demand ignorance in my mind. I demand I submit to light in my spirit. I force my mind to submit. Are we together? I force... Because... It's like I know that a stranger is sitting down on my couch. What do I do? Get up, man. I want to see it. That's how you ought to treat ignorance. That's how you ought to treat not hearing. That means what you accept as normal will continue to be. That means when you accept not hearing God as normal... (laughs) 
He stays so. But then don't forget that we have already exhausted it. We saw that God is always in the talking mode. So if you say God is not talking to you, you are falsely accusing him. It's a false accusation. Why? He is always in the talking mode. Secondly, God will stand and say, Guy, come here. You will come. He says, speak in tongues. He says, stop. He said, by what medium did you speak in tongues? He said, by the spirit. Which spirit? The spirit of God. Do you have the spirit of God? You say, yes, God, I have your spirit. He said, then you are a liar. To say I'm not talking to you, you are a liar. Then he said, God, how do you mean? He will show you his word. My word says, I enlighten people's candle in their spirit. Then the court will say, case dismissed. Hallelujah. So God is always in the talking mode. He talks to us through our spirit. Not necessarily your mind. So that means when I am not even feeling like I'm hearing, my, my disposition ought to be faith. That he is talking to me. I can't feel it. He's talking to me. So I don't ask God to talk again. I ask my mind and the ignorance that is in my mind to submit to knowledge. I say, right in the name of Jesus, my mind, submit to the illumination that is my spirit. I say, my ears, submit because you can hear. But I'm not hearing anything. The moment you continue to give that not hearing, you give it a stay. It will stay. So, since I'm operating by faith, hallelujah, then the rule of faith also sets in that no matter how long it takes for me to hear, I keep saying the same thing. I'm hearing. One week, I've not heard. I still keep saying, I'm hearing. That is, if it has to be that long, I keep saying the same thing. Because God is always in faith. So we only work together if they agree. If you are not in faith, the Bible said without faith, it is impossible to please God. So you cannot be doubting or uh, stouting against God's word and expect God to come and meet you where you are. Hallelujah. God will not come down and meet you where you are. You will have to stand up and believe his word first. Because his word cannot be broken. <laughs> Glory to God. Are we together? Now, let's see the attitude that bats hearing. I get it now. The attitude or the disposition that birds hearing. Go to Isaiah 55. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. That saved a wretch like me. I once was lost. 
but now I am found. Was blind, but now I see. Amazing grace, amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Oh, I was lost, but now I am found. Was blind, but now I see. Oh, I can see you. can see the love in your eyes, rain of raising of the broken to life, amazing grace, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that says Isaiah 55 and verse 1. Isaiah 55 and verse 1. Oh, everyone that thirst, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Verse 2. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfied not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ears and come to me, yea, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Let me read it in Bible in basic English, you know, another translation. Oh, everyone in need, come to the waters, and he who has no strength, let him get food. Come get bread without money, wine and milk without price. Why do you give your money for what is not bread, and the fruit of your work for that which you not give you pleasure? Give here to me, so that your food may be good, and you may have the best in full measure. Hallelujah. He says, Oh, everyone that thirsts, come. Come to the waters. This is a beckon. You understand? To everyone that is hungry and thirsty. But then, he brings in something. In verse 2, he said, Why do you spend your money for that which does not satisfy? Hallelujah. Look at the question he said, he asked them. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? And your labor for that which does not satisfy? So, here, there must be something that these people or this person is exerting himself upon. Hallelujah. He's exerting himself, he's exerting his resources upon. But in, in estimation of worth and value, what this guy or what this fellow are exerting themselves upon 
and spending their life earnings upon is nothing compared to this other thing that is even cheap and without price. Hallelujah. So these guys are paying so much for something that has less value. But for what has true and enduring value, it, it even comes at no cost. Are you with me? How many years does it take for someone to graduate from a university? On an average, four years. When you graduate, what else do you need to do before you can get a job? You need to serve, NYC. So on an average, you spend five years. Hallelujah. In order to do what? To graduate with certificates and be qualified, you know, to join the labor force. So, we have that, you know, system running in our world. Now, this school we are talking about, is it usually in people's backyard? In most cases, it is miles away. Again, they will live wherever they are, the comfort of their parents' house, go to school. Now, that's just university. We didn't calculate primary and secondary school. Hallelujah. Now, we can put in that enormous, you know, effort and labor with school fees and feeding allowance to get a certificate that cannot be transferred. That even when you get it, it is not guaranteed that you will get any work to do. And if you get a work to do, before you make the money that will be commensurate to the effort and money that you have put in, it might take years. And we take it as normal. Not to mention the hours you're born reading for exams. Hallelujah. And we don't see anything wrong in that. However, we have a Q-Sera-Sera attitude to things that have enduring value. We expect things that have enduring value to come on a platter of gold. And if it doesn't come, then so be it. Hallelujah. That means in actual fact, what is expected is that that diligence, devotion, earnestness, you understand? That I put in. You understand? You see, if I can simply convert one part of it. Are you with me? You know the way you will read in the night for an exam that you know that you have not prepared for and it's in the following morning. That desperation, that's what the Bible is encouraging you to transfer. 
That is, if you take hearing God as a matter of life and death, forget, you will hear. You didn't get me. If you transfer that desperation, that aggression, that I won't quit attitude, if you transfer it, forget you here. Oh, who gets a girl on a platter of gold? Who? Who get things? Talking about, you know, something like that. Who gets it on a platter of gold? Hallelujah. Sisters will make you sweat. On the day you come, you will talk. You almost be like somebody speaking at TEDx. Good evening. Um, okay, it's not ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, lady. My name is... Um, and I start reading out your CV. I promise not to waste your time. I will stick to the allotted time. <laughs> then you talk, 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 talk. You read your CV. And then you now state the reason why you won't have. Before this honorable panel of judges, dear young lady, <laughs> upon these reasons of mine, I think we should and can be together. And then I count. One, you are the most beautiful lady in the whole world I have ever seen. Your name starts with O, my name starts with O. Isn't that a prediction by the three that we are meant to be together? You have a purpose. You are passionate. I am purposeful. I am passionate. I think we can make a good future together. Then you conclude. I will be the happiest man on earth if you can humbly and happily consider my proposal. <laughs> Amen. And then after that one, you don't do follow-up. Weeks? Months? And then, and then after, after call follow-up. I was just in your area. Just, I was just in your area and I saw this chicken barbecue and I, I thought you might like it. I, oh, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Are we together? And you know the effort you put in night class. You will sleep or reading table. No, if you sleep alone, it will be nice. All those are no felis mosquito with long proboscis that looks like horse will come. Their proposal is like the claw of a soldier hand. When they dip it into your blood vessels like this, 
You almost slap you say, ah. <laughs> because it will be like it is crab and that claw that just you know beat you. But will you carry your bag and go? Some people will go. In fact, some people take pride in sleeping in reading rooms during exam. They take pride in that mosquito. So, so look at me. Some people will now not even go and bath. They go to the exam so that you can know that they read overnight. Hallelujah. Now we celebrate that, you know, culture of diligence. But we are saying that if only if you can have that culture of we give it whatever it takes. That means I've been seeking God on a matter. I've been confessing by faith. You know, I'm a child of God. I'm God's sheep. I hear, but I see no head. That we die attitude, that we die dear culture. You see, we had this, we had fasting to eat. Is a we die dear culture? You say on this matter, fasting must enter. Fasting must enter. You see, it's almost as if your your faculties want to wait to see how desperate you are. It's almost as if your faculties. They want to try your desperation. They want to see how seriously you mean that thing. So you go one day later, Kabaya, fasting with prayer. One day, no, yeah. Two days. I bet you, you won't eat the third day. You're here. You will pop up on No, 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 no. I'm serious. Now, why, Pastor, why should I take it that serious? You see, critical decisions of our life, we don't make them play Ludo. Critical decisions, we don't make them play doing kites like (laughs) kites. See my own kites, it's going, it's going, it's going. If you play kite, ha. Mm-hmm. Mm. ha. So, because of the gravity of the decision and the impact that we know that they can have on our life, we don't make them play Ludo. If you have a sense of value for time and the seasons of life that come upon you, you won't just have a cut of whatever we be, we be woke. Hallelujah. If you have that culture, whatever will be, will be. You will know. Whatever will be, will be, oh, but it will be long before it be. Be a beer, oh, my, the white. Are we together? It's almost as if your faculties, they are waiting to see your desperation. 
your ear, your see. It's almost as if they are waiting to see your desperation. Why? The reason is because they don't cast goodly peels before swine. You won't cherish whatever comes to you just, just like that. You, you see, you have to put a sense of value and premium. You have to have in your head, at the back of your mind, you have to know that this thing you want to hear is of more weight than silver or gold. It can do what silver and gold cannot do. So if people work for money, you understand? You have to transfer that sense of diligence into this thing too. That if it means praying more, then I will pray more. If it means adding fast to really decipher this perception that I'm perceiving, I will add fast. Hallelujah. Are you following? You must have that sense of diligence. You don't have to, you, you, don't, you must not have that, you know, you must not take this thing frivolously. Hallelujah. And check people that hear God frequently. And that those things they hear from God propels their life very forward. You will see this culture in them. If he means not... Let me tell you one thing about me. If you see me in the morning, are you following me? And I'm... Are you going out? I'm like, I don't know. You come to my room, I'm just lying on the bed. Hmm? Ah, what are you going to do today? Like, I don't know. Let me tell you what's doing me. I have not had God. You do, you, you didn't hear. If you see me, I'm still I'm like I am not super. Exactly, I have not had God that is. I train my ears to hear frequently. I, I train it. It's a culture. I discipline myself. Sometimes as far as I will not hear daddy until I hear. Unless I hear, I will eat food. Stay. Then why? It's not that hard now. Ah, well... There are things that I cannot pick off the top of my head. The Bible said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That means there is a life-sustaining power and ability sometimes in what we hear. It's not about the fact that that word comes. And we're saying that it's it has things that food it can do what food that I eat cannot do. You don't understand. See, I live my life anticipating things that I don't have control over. 
Now, if that is my disposition, eh, I am constantly on the waiting mode, placing a demand on God and on my spirit for the solution to that thing that can arise that I don't have control over. It's almost as if constantly I'm anticipating anything, evil, good or bad. You don't get So, at the same time, it puts me on my toes to make a demand on God and on my spirit. So, if I'm placing demand on it, it will supply me what I need for that situation that might arise that I don't, that I, in my human ability, I don't have control over. Because, the reason is because issues of life don't come and announce that we are coming tomorrow. They don't come like that. The Bible says sufficient for the day is the evil thereof. Sufficient for that day. So every day on his own, it has his own terror. It has. So I'm always, I'm always in the God mode. Like, anything that comes now. So that's why before going out, and I'm still like, I, I, feel, I don't feel guarded yet. The reason is issues of life, don't, they won't knock. That's the word. That's why you see always guiding. That's the word, though. Always at a lot. And that's the though. To be slack is dangerous. You understand? To be slack. Without, you won't know. You will be like, but I had yesterday now. Why is it today that I now, that, why is it that day that I now knock? Yes! One day slack can be dangerous. But glory to God. God is gracious and kind. On those days when we are slack, His grace is sufficient. But we are saying that that is supposed to be you are supposed to be like a soldier. You understand? You are supposed to be like a soldier. Always guided. Why? Because I don't know what can come next now. I don't know what next can come. So, ah, my weapons are always ready. What's the weapon? The word I've received from God. Hallelujah. So we have to have that whatever it takes attitude. Because I know the excellency and the superiority of what I want to get. I know the weight of it. I know its value. So my thinking is that no, what I, whatever I do eh, is small compared to the weight of what uh, the word of God can do. You understand? That is, if it means creating the right atmosphere. Can you see that everything I'm doing now is about reconfiguring me, is about tuning me so that I can be in the mode to hear. You see? Everything, my fast, is about me. I must hear. It's about battling with the ignorance in the mind. It's about battling with the unbelief in the mind. 
atmosphere. How that ignorance, that darkness can give way to the light that is in my spirit. Glory to God. That is the attitude. The attitude of we give you whatever it takes. The attitude of we no matter we die here. That culture. We have that attitude towards, you know, things like this. Then you it's it's certain. Now, in wrapping up, what are some of the ways by which God can talk to us? Hallelujah. What are some of the ways by which God can talk to us? The primary way by which God talks to us as believers is through his word, his written word. Are we together? God talks primarily through his word. Hallelujah. Because there are certain things you would probably be waiting to hear from God today that he has said in his word. Why is that so? Because the scriptures were given by the inspiration of God. All scriptures are given by the inspiration of God. Do you understand? They are God-breathed. Hallelujah. Like I think Kenneth Hagin would say, say God's word. Is God talking to you? Amen. God's word is God talking to you. So if there are things that the word has said about that situation, you know, it is God. It's as good as God talking to you. So that means even if you know what the word is saying to me doesn't feel spectacular. Hallelujah. Even if it doesn't feel spectacular, I don't feel tingles as I'm hearing it. I don't feel some cool, cold thing running through my spine. It is still God. The word is still supernatural. After all, it was birthed. You know, it was, it was, it was inspired by the Spirit. So it is still supernatural. Hallelujah. So that means God has spoken in his word. Can you say that that's, that still fulfills what the Bible says that God is always in the talking mode? Hallelujah. Can you say that he still fulfills it? He still meets that requirement. Because what he would say, he has already said it. It's now you hearing or seeing it. Now, in that case, there might be cases whereby as you read and fellowship with God maybe that period of fasting and praying, that period of placing, you know, setting more time aside to pray, it might not necessarily be that you will, you will hear audible voice or something if it happens that as you were, you know fellowship with God, he leads you you know, maybe as you were listening to a message you know, there was a word that was used in that teaching and it just came strong that's still God talking to you that's still God talking to you. 
you were reading, scriptures came strong at you. That is still God talking to you. Amen. You were in a conversation with a friend around the same time that you are believing God, you know, to talk to you. And he just used a scripture. And that scripture struck a chord in you. That's still God talking to you. That's still God talking to you. Or you just you just you just said something in passing around that verse. When I was in when I was believing God to get into school, high institution, you know, I was yeah, I was just praying, trusting God and all of that. I prayed to a point that <laughs> I'll see myself in lecture rooms receiving lecture. So but I'm like, this is what I'm seeing now. What happened? I'm seeing myself in lecture rooms receiving lecture. But uh, uh, you need learning. They say no admission. Futa. They say no admission. But God, I'm seeing myself. So around that same period, I was reading Born to Win by Bishop David Oyeko. Then I go to a place. Psalm 46, Psalm 46 and verse 10. Be still. I know that I am God. I will be praised among the dead. I was in a conversation with a brother in church. Use that same verse. Be still. I know that I am God. Ah, ah. Then maybe in another book again. Be still. I know that I am God. Ah, ah, what happened? You don't need any finger to write on the wall. Many, many take care of fasting for you to know God is talking to you. You don't need a finger to write on the wall again. God is talking to you. You understand? He has sent his word several times. You should know he's talking to you. You understand? That's still God talking to you. So it was, be patient. And interestingly, when I was going to get admission, you know, it came effortlessly. Let me just put it like that. In fact, my name came out with first batch. Hallelujah. You know, it came so effortlessly. There was no, um, you know, meeting one lecturer or somebody. I don't know how God, it just came effortlessly. Now, that's it. God talks to us by his word. Glory to God. Now, God can talk to you through dreams and visions. God can talk to you through dreams and visions. Kings under the Old Testament saw had dreams. Is that so? Nebuchadnezzar had dreams. Uh, Pharaoh had dreams. Hallelujah. God talked to them. So God can talk to you through dreams and visions. That means it can be spectacular. Amen. He can talk to you in the form of an audible voice like you will hear. Now when I said I trim my ears to hear every morning, that's one of the things I like to do. I trim my hair. Trim my hair that way. It's a discipline. It's almost a discipline, you know. Because I found out, anyways, let me explain. Found out that one of the channels, and I'm going to mention that again as I teach further now. 
I found out that one of the primary channels by which I minister is that I, I tend more often to the prophetic when I want to minister. I hear things, I see things. Do you understand? So I found out that many times when I'm ministering, I tilt into the prophetic. Do you understand? So that's almost one of the disciplines that I sustain. Do you understand? So it doesn't have to be like my own. I get it now. Your discipline doesn't have to be exactly like mine. But definitely, there's got to be a measure of consecration that you have on a daily basis to hearing God. Yours might just be making sure you have devotion every day. Just might be that on a daily basis, you make sure that you have devotion. You know this thing that was raining very much before me I got admission was raining anyways. No Bible, no breakfast. And many people used to know that culture of no Bible, no breakfast. Uh, you see, it has been eroded. It has been eroded. When I was going to King Admission, that was the culture. No Bible, no breakfast. In the church that I was attending there. No Bible, no breakfast. That could be a discipline. Are you following me? So, now, God can talk to you in form of audible voice and inner witness. So, he could talk to you in the form of audible voice. He could talk to you in the form of inner witness. Inner witness is perception in your spirit. Hallelujah. Are you following me? So there are times when you want to hear God on matter or something related, you are, you are okay, yeah, you, you, are, you know that the season is coming, you know that, I'm going to give you some practical things around this place, you know, shortly. And then, you're perceiving in your spirit. The reason why I prepare for the new year very early is because me, I told you already, I function prophetically a lot. Okay? I tilt into the prophetic a lot. So, as the new year starts coming, you see, my spirit starts roaming around. It starts roaming. Trying to see what the season that is coming. Trying to see what it holds. So, it might take me time to decipher what my spirit is perceiving. You understand? It is feelings that I will be having. I get it. It's feelings that I will be having about the season that is coming. It's feeling. In perception, you will be feeling things. You understand? You will be feeling exactly like that thing that is coming. That's perception. You will be feeling it. So he said, I don't know why. Oh. Yeah? For the last one week now, it's not because I'm afraid. Oh. But I've just been having this feeling like, ah, something might go wrong. Yeah, once in a while, I, 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 get, I get to panic about something. Ah, 
and you are sleepy. Ah, you don't know that's a, a, a snake under your bed and you are sleepy. You're supposed to get into prayer till you pick exactly what that thing is. Or even if you don't pick what exactly it is, you pray till you have that peace. Hallelujah. So, in perception, your spirit will be roaming. Well, my own spirit will be roaming. Ah, I will want to. Many times when we tell you, I see. It's not the time that we see. Sometimes it's perception that is working. You understand? Sometimes it's perception that is working. There's a lady that came to church two Sundays ago and this last Sunday. I was ministering to people. I laid out some people. And then she was sitting at the back. So I got close to her. And as I was about leaving, I went close to her. I was not seeing, I was not feeling any anointing or anything around me. I just went close to her. I said, God is about to, you know, cause you to change your job. And it's going to happen very soon. Or something like that. Now, she came. That was all that Sunday. So she came last week and told me, she said, I said, when I was giving her that word, she said, why would she need to leave a place of work? Why would she need to? Because that was what I told her. I said, she's leaving a place of work. So why would she need her work? is going fine. There's nothing wrong. I said, the time I was giving her that word, that's what she gave. When she got home, they called her from a place of work that this, this and that is happening and all of that. And it was, it was sort of a huge matter. You understand? It was almost like a case where they were impersonating her or something that she didn't know anything about. In fact, she was even trying to do that person good, but they were impersonating her. So she came back on Sunday, recited the entire situation to me. While she was talking again, I was speaking the continuity of what had happened to that point and what will happen. I told her again. So, of course, at this point, whatever I tell her, she can't doubt because what I said, that she was not even feeling like it happened. Now, when I told her that thing, did I see? Did I hear? I didn't see. I didn't hear. Oh, okay. Perception. Are you following me? So, there are times that God talks to us through the inner witness. It could be feeling, perception. Sometimes, I'm, I'm having to gloss over a lot of things that I'm supposed to take time and explain because time has gone. At other times, that inner witness, look at it. Two words joined together. Inner witness. I like to translate it to Yoruba so that it can be very clear. Oni jejo inu. Oni jejo. A testifier that is inside. So what is the testifier within saying? What is the testifier inside you saying about the matter? 
What is the testifier inside? What is he saying? Simple. If there is turbulence, then the testifier inside is saying, No. If there is peace, then the testifier inside is saying, Ah ah. You understand? If there is turbulence, Ah, the testifier is the testifier inside is that is like that height that sees everything. So when the testifier inside is saying, mm, "No, you are you are you are you are feeling like you want to go out. You are feeling like mm, 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 mm. I don't know why I want to go, but I just don't feel like ah ah." The testifier inside. Now you will not often. Place credence on your inner witness if you are not always God inside minded. If you are not God, is if you are not conscious of the fact that God is inside me, you always take what the testifier inside you always take it out. It's my mind, <laughs> it's just my mind. What is the testifier inside? What do they call all these people that forecast weather? Eh? No, 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 I'm not talking about astronomers. Metrologists, thank you. You know the way they used to tell you it will rain tomorrow? It will not rain tomorrow. There will be sunshine in Kaduna. There will be rainfall in Ibado. There is a forecaster inside. There is a testifier that sees everything. Like that weather forecaster. There is a testifier like that inside you. I want to choose somebody and you're like, hey, 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 ah, ada, ah, ah, your name is say, my name is say, ah, chai, our heights, you match, oh, ah, you, she, she, I went to your other day, no, no, to cook. Is that how we choose? Food and name. Eh. What if it is <laughs> what if it is that one that the testifier inside hmm, I can see tomorrow <laughs> she that cannot cook today can cook tomorrow but you base your judgment on what you are seeing now no 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 ah ada Hmm. The day I went to her house, the fu- the fufu and the soup she gave me, my taste board I've not forgotten. Bele, Iso. Bele, Iso. Hallelujah. So you follow what the witness inside that can is like the one standing at the rooftop. You know when somebody is standing at the top of Opik, he will see every. You see that's the way the inner witness is. You want to go out, the inner witness is dragging, is dragging, is ah, they're like, eh, my clothes will now waste. You know, people is do that a lot. 
My clothes will waste. No way. I put on this one. I must go out. They must see me in it. <laughs> and grace will cover us. Ah! <laughs> I know this song will like listening for you when you come back. My faith looks up to thee. Thou Lamb of Calvary, save your divine. Now hear me while I pray. Oh, take all guilt away. Oh, help me from this day to so die. <laughs> from that day, you know you will learn how not to be disobedient. But I trust our Savior too, anyways. When they are more pinned up, they said they are beating. He will be comforting me. Sorry. But I told you. Sorry. Sorry, I told you. <laughs> Sorry, I told you. I told you. <laughs> Sorry, I told you not to go. I told you. I told you. He will tell you most of us who came here cooking by arguing. He tell you. I, I know the, you just. I know they argue. Hallelujah. Those are the ways by which God talks to us. Finally, 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 God will use one. Or any of this medium that he knows that you are most attuned to to talk to you. Hallelujah. He will factor in the medium that he knows you are most at home with and attuned to. So he might be talking to somebody through visions, but you you never have visions. But constantly, inner witness is always working. The inner witness is not inferior to visions. He's always talking to you through the written word. But never visions or dreams. One is not lesser than the other. As a matter of fact, one is more reliable. What is the one that is more reliable? The written word. Because we even interpret visions, dreams, perceptions through the word. We judge them. The Bible said we have a more sure word of prophecy. The word that has been said. When we're going to identify the Messiah, did he identify him solely by the fact that upon whomsoever we see the Spirit descend, this is the Messiah. No. He said we having a more sure word of prophecy. Hallelujah. That is, we saw fulfilled in him all that the prophets of old have said. And based on the fact that we see him fulfilling the prophecies of old, we conclude that this is truly the Messiah. Not because we see the Spirit descending upon him. We saw where the zeal of the Lord consumed him. And we remember where it is written in the book of Isaiah the zeal of the house had consumed me. 
And we saw him fulfill several other prophecies like that. We saw him die. Was buried as it is written. Resurrected as it is written. And based on that we conclude. Not even because we were with him on the holy mountain. Did he share that thing? But what was their conclusion? The holy written word. Hallelujah. God will use the medium you are most attuned to to talk to you. Because he knows that that is the area you are most comfortable with. You are most attuned to. Hallelujah. And in any of the mediums I chose to talk to you through, is still God talking. Hallelujah. So some people, that might even be the impediment to stereotypical. Hallelujah. No, don't be stereotypical. Be flexible with God. It is a rule of maturity. Be flexible. Hallelujah. Be flexible. Be flexible because it is still God. Walking through any of those mediums, it is still God. Hallelujah. Let's rise up on our feet. Pray that you are able to recognize God's leading, that you are able to hear Him concerning those areas that He has already been leading you and talking to you about. In the name of Jesus. I'm able to recognize your leading. I'm able to call, call, accurately hear in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen.